Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems, hosted by this guy, the Wayne Gretzky of payment processing himself, Alan Kopelman. And we'll be providing you educational information about fintech, small business, payment processing, and the technology businesses are using in the world today. And in today's podcast, uh, we wanted to talk about the three things that Visa's got planned for change in uh, 2023. Uh, Alan's excited. He threw his uh, vacation fiesta hat off, you know, his nice straw hat, uh, throwing that into the sky, waving side to side. Yeah. Anyway, so there's some big changes coming to Visa, and uh, Alan wanted to talk about it. And so here we are today talking about those changes. Yeah. What's up, man? What you going to do this weekend? This weekend, I don't know. We'll see. It's pretty muggy out. I don't know if we're going to have rain. It's supposed to rain all weekend. It's not going to be good for any outside stuff. I have to find some movies. (sighs) There's a lot of good movies out. Yeah. Did you watch the new The Last Kingdom movie about the Vikings? No. It's supposed to be pretty good, I guess. I watched, I watched the, the series. I didn't. I haven't watched the. I watched the new series that I finished up called Dipl- "The Diplomat." That was pretty interesting. I like that spies. You know, spies. Oh, I love spy espionage. Yeah, espionage. One of my uh, favorite movies is the one with. Uh, what the Bourne movies? No. Oh, those are good. Yeah, but Spy Game with. Um, oh yeah. Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert Redford is a great actor. (coughs) Yeah, if you don't like that movie, there's some about you. You know what else? You don't know what a good movie is. I binged was uh, when I was sick, um, a couple weeks. Night Agent. That was really good. Yeah, my dad likes that. Very good. I hope they come out with a season two. Season one was based on a book. It was very very good. Yeah, I was supposed to watch uh, Mandalorian last weekend with uh, my wife, but. Someone needs to figure out like all these pay channels and like Com- Xfinity, Comcast, whatever. They need to come up with like a package. Like, oh, you want this, 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 and this? Just click it all off. Like, all this, this stuff is a mess. It's never going to be that way. It's going to be the same. Each one is going to have their own subscription price, and that's what it is. And it's been they've been building that up. I I mean, we've been watching it happen for what yeah, the past crazy. ten years at least. It's nuts. But I was reading a blog about some guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I have a rotating thing. I do these three, then I cancel them, then I sign up for these three. I do the I same thing. Them, then I sign up for these three, then I can't. I watch everything, yeah. then I cancel it, then I go back to the first three. Yeah, when power is done on stars, I cancel, and then I wait till it comes back on. Yeah. It's, um, it's, there's a couple of them that I do That's what I'm saying. If they made this stuff like more affordable package people wouldn't do have to do all this stuff i think that would at the end of the day though what the real what's going to end up happening is people are just going to there's going to be no television networks yeah well there'll be networks but they'll know there won't be like uh you know the, the your standard tv you're not going to have that you're going to subscribe to whatever news station that you like so if you get all of your information from fox yeah you're gonna pay that subscription and that's the channel you get and then if you want that's you know nickelodeon check boxes they oh, should do it that thing. way like a a la carte thing yeah that oh, makes I sense this. i want this like i have to buy a special sports package because my i like to watch sec sports florida gators so you have to get the sports package to get the sec channel 
Right. Because my daughter's, God forbid, she misses a Gator game. You know, can't miss the Gators. That's Go Badgers. Go Badgers. Yeah, we had the NFL draft. I don't know what went on with that. We're not going to talk about it. I don't know who the Dolphins got. I don't care. I have no idea. I know that there's a. I do know this about the NFL draft. Yeah. There's a kid who is from Wisconsin. He's not from Milwaukee, but he went to North Waukesha and he got selected. He's going to be playing on the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Nice. So that's a, you know it's a little coincidence. I He's, think that was the big talk. Bigger than the draft was the Aaron Rodgers trade from Green Bay. Did you see all the picks the Packers got, dude? Yeah, they probably like, cleaned house. Yeah, they had almost and even 20 Joe picks. Joe came out and he said, oh, if you want to play, wear 12, you could wear 12. But Aaron Rodgers said, no, you go back to, to his college To number. number eight, right? Yeah, his yeah. college number. Oh, that's cool, though. He didn't want to. Uh, I'm excited to see Jordan Love. You know what I mean? Like, he's been sitting up. Underneath, Jordan, uh, he's the same thing that was with Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre, yeah. you know. So, and, what about, and it, what's really funny about that? Yeah. Where did Brett Favre go when he left the Packers? Oh yeah, to the to the Jets. And then where he went to the Vikings? <laughs> the Vikings. The Vikings. Sorry, all the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, look Vi- at, look at, uh, Vikings fans. Look at um, in New England, you know. Yeah, I heard that they're just gonna trade him out to out west. So. Who? The Jets are trading him out west. Who, trade who? Aaron Rodgers. They're going to trade him? Yeah, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is from out on oh, the west coast. Know. Yeah, he's from uh, Malibu area so type thing. he's not even going to play for the Jets? I don't think so. That's weird. Okay. It's, all, a, it's all like a big... A big, a big, a big uh, shell game? Yes. So let's talk about what Visa's doing. Let's here. talk about it. So the first thing is, this thing, this subject matter is being talked about nonstop in all the industry groups that I'm in on Facebook and LinkedIn and emails nonstop is this whole thing where Visa came out and lowered the surcharge from 4% to 3% and MasterCard came out after that and said no we're going to leave it at 4% which that kind of like upsets the whole Apple card and then everybody's that said you know then, then there's a whole argument because I don't know why Visa just doesn't doesn't like address the elephant in the room, but there you have this thing, the Durbin Amendment. That's a federal law. So how does what Visa wants to do trump the Durbin Amendment, which allowed for four percent? I can't make heads or tails of it. Is it going to go to court? Not go to court? Uh, you know, and then you have this whole thing like people have this cash discount program non-cash adjustment, convenience fee, service fee, service charge, customer assistance fees, whatever you want to call it, right? And then businesses are passing all kinds of fees, 2%, 3%, 4%, 3.5%, whatever it is, right? To the uh, to the customer, you know, but Visa is not addressing that whole thing, whatever you want to call it, cash discount, dual pricing, Whatever, they're not addressing the elephant in the room. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the genie popped out of the bottle a few years ago with this whole cash discount. And then, you know, the pandemic happened, and then the genie went wild. It was like, it went turned from like, I dream a genie into the green genie because it just spread like wildfire. You know, and I think Visa make this move, maybe say, oh, well, we're just going to scare people. 
right? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They said they're going to find people. Who knows what they're going to do? They're going to send out secret shoppers. Is that true or is that just a scare tactic? We don't know. We're going to have to see this all play out. I personally think it's going to play out in the courts eventually because... So why would they even want to do it, though? Who knows? Because they don't like it. They don't like that merchants are passing the fee to the to the customer. They don't like it for their brand image. Do they not like it, or is it Congress put pressuring no, these? Congress had nothing to do with it. Because why? They could have just changed the Durbin Amendment, amended it. For You're 4%. not changing that. No, I'm just saying they could have. I mean, Durbin has his other amendment. That, that thing he tried to stuff it in about seven or eight different bills. A couple of them were military bills. It was a big joke. That guy. They all, they all got kiboshed. That guy's hilarious. I mean, you know, I wish Senator Durbin would just, like, call me on the phone and say, Hey, Alan Copelman, you know, come on up to Washington, D.C. You got some you, good ideas. We, we want, want you talk to explain to the, the credit card business to us. We'll give you two hours. We'll go in a room. You explain how it all works. And then that... So we can have a better understanding of what the credit card system looks like. Because they don't have no clue. I mean, based on the questions they ask, like witnesses and stuff, that, that it just shows like their lack of understanding of, of, of financials, uh, of a few things. Financial, financial literacy. The financial system, financial literacy, how does credit card processing work. And it, and, and it shows that they've never owned a business. It literally shows, like, these people have never owned a business. This is not a 40 of Mickey's for everyone that's watching. <laughs> this is Mountain Valley spring water. Uh-oh. It, doesn't, remember, it looks like a 40 of Mickey's. So. <laughs> remember they used to have that? Do they still have that? The Wick, Mickey's Wide Mouth? That's what I'm talking about. It looks like a pickled thing. The Mickey's Wild Mouth beer? The no, malt it's liquor? Like, no, no, it's, it's Mickey's. But it's a has a it has it's a the big, wide mouth bottle, right? The yeah, wide mouth we used to call them grenades because <laughs> they look like grenades. So this whole thing is very confusing, you know. So if you have a question, what about what kind of program you're on? Are you using cash discount, dual pricing, and you don't understand anything about it? No one can answer your questions. We'll try to answer them. Give us a call, man. Give us a call. Hit and us we'll, up on the emails. Go to b 2 bvaultinfo there's some forms for you to fill out. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, and we'll answer your questions. We always give a free consultation. Now, here's one that doesn't surprise me, but I've seen it on a bunch of statements lately. Non-EMV transactions. So all of a sudden, EMV went into effect 2015. Now, they've been cracking down on, like, the ATM machines, giving us fines for the last year on non-EMV transactions. I mean, it's a joke, because like, we don't have control. Someone walks up to an ATM, they put their card in there, and then for whatever reason, the chip is damaged, right? Mm. And then it reads the mag stripe. I mean, there's no chargebacks, because the person has to put in their PIN number. But for the first time last week, we got two EMV chargebacks. They didn't win them, because the person tried to claim no EMV was red. You can see it all, whatever. They can tell right in the machine. So why? It's, so it's, it's stupid. For 10 cents, bro? Yeah, and then we get a 10 cent. No, so that. What that, would they get for? Oh, they would get their money back that they got out Oh, of I get that. The person would. Yeah. But, so, but now they But wanna, you would think the company like would be like not trying to give money back. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. 
Well, I don't not get them, it. It's the banks that are sending through the EMV chargebacks, which is stupid. Because we have to show that we have EMV readers on the machine. They can see that there's an EMV reader, and they can see it's an EMV transaction. Yet they send through the chargeback. Just doesn't make sense. And then, because one of them was the guy first complained he didn't get his money. Then he tried to do an EMV chargeback. So we had to send this paperwork in twice. People are douchebags, so bro. So then this non-EMV transactions, they're saying that there's, if a merchant has more than 10% of their transactions, non-EMV, meaning that they read the mag stripe, they're going to give them a 10, a 10 cent fine for each one. So right? every time I pay them, they're going to get, so if it's 350, they're going to get 340. No. Well, they're going to get a 10 cent additional fee. But that's if they're... Oh, they're going to take their... Oh, shh. Yeah, if it's 10%. But if you have a merchant, right, let's say he only does 100 transactions in a month, 10% is one. So if the guy gets two or three in a month, which is not a lot, all of a sudden the guy's got a 30 cent, but some banks are taking it farther and adding like a 10... Adding like extra basis points. It sounds like they're just doing whatever they want to do. Well, I guess some of the credit card processors are... Dip, dip, you know, putting out more, you know, adding on to that fee to make it a profit margin. That's um, not the okay. other thing is, you know, you know. So I would say check your bills, make sure we had somebody come to us, and I said, hey, you guys got cameras over there? So they found out that people were going up to the pin, the customer facing pin pad, and instead of sticking the chip in, they were just swipe, sliding their card. And then at another place, people were sticking the chip in and it wasn't working and then they had to slide the card because something wasn't programmed correctly for debit they weren't a client so i said hey have somebody check this if you're not happy with what they did call us back and we'll you know we'll apply to us and we'll take over the processing make sure everything's programmed correctly did they um yeah one guy did call back because they told him that they couldn't fix it we fixed it there you go was not a big deal. We, the guy applied to us. We sent out new equipment. So if you need some equipment, if you're still sitting there letting people swipe your card, bro, like, come on. It's a, it's a wrap for that. Nationwidepaymentsystems.com. Yeah, I went in the doctor. And let me tell you, doctor's offices, they're famous for this. You go to the doctor's office. They got old software. They still use a mag stripe reader, right? They don't even have EMV. I'm like, what are you guys doing? So now they're going to get fined for that. So welcome to the fines. Well, I will say most doctors I know are really frugal. Yeah, well, they're going to get... Or cheap. We could just say cheap, right? So once the new stuff, they got no choice, then they're going to upgrade. No, they're going to have to upgrade now. So, so let us know, man. We can help you out. We can help you out. We're, we're working on a solution for medical. What else you got for this? Uh, so that's something you should be checking your bill on. And then number three. Number three is chargebacks. So so the main, this is cool for e some e-commerce merchants, and it'll stop a lot of friendly fraud. So they're calling this Compelling Evidence 3.0. What is it? This is a new way for e-commerce merchants to fight friendly fraud or illegitimate chargebacks nice. by proving records of previous transactions to counter the claim of fraud. So, actually, this is cool. Right. So, Because I know somebody that actually just, they were able to do this. Yeah, well, this just started this month. Well, 
maybe it was through PayPal. Oh, okay. So this was a way that they were they they were able to provide evidence that this person was buying the same product every month. Right. So this gives you the chance. So let's just say Justin sells has a website and he sells socks, and I come the whatever customer comes to Justin's website, they buy socks in January. They come back in March and buy socks. They come back in April and buy socks. And they come again at the end of April, buy more socks. And then they go, oh, this is a fraudulent transaction. I didn't, I, ne- I never bought sock. It's fraud. And Justin now can go into his records and prove that customer A bought socks from him three previous times. And he shipped it to the same address all four times. In fact... <laughs> no, yeah. So now Justin's going to win that transaction, whereas before they would the bank would just say, "Oh, it's fraud." Give me my Sorry. money. They would take and give the money back to them to the cardholder, which I didn't agree with. Or let's say another situation: you have Alan's special Rocky software, you know, named after my dog, and it's a SaaS product, right? Because he's sassy. Because it's and let's say it's seventy bucks a month, and you know. Merchant uh, customer B signs up for it. They have it for six months, and then all of a sudden they claim fraud. Now I could go back and say, well, they paid for it for the last six months, and I can look at my records and make sure they accessed it. They accessed the software. So did they access it? For Gosh darn it! That's my time? that's my one thing where I, if I'm trying to get out of something, yeah, I always say that like, man, how did I? When did I sign up for this? Yeah, so and then they'll be like, "Well, you sign up, doesn't? When did I log in?" Right. That's the right. So if they, if you, the person logged in every month a bunch of times, they're going to be able to show that they're going to win the charge back. So this is going to because a lot of times what happens is people will end up charging a transaction like that back on a SaaS company. Two, they'll charge back two or three months. Now that's not going to be so easy, especially if they're using the software. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he goes, "Oh, we have." People that buy SaaS software from, uh, we have a SaaS product, and it's $55 a month. So I said, well, how, what do you do? You know, how do you control, like, chargebacks? He goes, oh, if somebody doesn't log in for 30 days, we cancel their account to stop charging. That's really smart. <clears throat> and I was like, wow, that's a really good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah, so Cause, the person, Because then the person's not going to trip about the, the, the what it was, it 70 bucks? It was 50, $55 a month. It's $110 for, you know, like. Yeah, well, they used it for two months, and then the third month. Well, that's what I'm saying. In. So they paid for the third month anyway, so they, they don't log in, so they cancel it, they don't charge them for the for fourth, fourth month. month. That's really, that's that's a good business model. So I like that, you know, and, and also the FTC is putting some rules where they want anybody who has a SaaS product to have an easy way for people to cancel. Because that's one thing. If you have a SaaS product and you don't have an easy way for me to cancel my thing, I have to send you an email and you don't have a button on your website to go cancel it, uh, you are going to get three chargebacks and this rule is not going to work for you. Because that's the, that's what Visa says. Visa's The Visa card rules say you have to have a way for people to cancel. You don't have a way for people to cancel, then you had, we had a situation. We had something we paid for, and they kept charging us, and we told them to cancel it because it was just yeah. That was a, that was a pretty so I went on interesting. My credit card, and I canceled it, and they gave me back three months because you know 
of it because they didn't have a way to cancel it on the, the visitor. The, what the the place yeah. the visitor thing? Yeah, that's funny because the one woman. Anyway, I'm glad you got all the money back. Yeah, I guess because I liked back. the I liked the, the the idea, the concept of it. Was it good. was nice, you know, like but what you guys were selling and what you were given were two different things. Yeah, I don't like and, that. And yeah, so I'm glad that you got your money because I canceled it. You were in the room with me when we I canceled it. it. Yeah, we canceled it. And then we you got billed again the following month, and I'm sitting there like, didn't you – you asked me, like, I thought you canceled this. I thought – you said, I thought we canceled this. Yeah, we did. And I'm like, and we you did. Me, you told me you had to fill a form out. Right. And then they, get, they didn't cancel it. So no. being that they didn't have a cancellation button on the site, the credit card whacked them for three months. So you have to follow the rules as a merchant. See, they were they were that company. Come to find out, they're not a United States company. Oh, it's not. No, that was a UK company. That's weird. They have a US merchant account because they there was no foreign transaction fees. That's probably smart. So, well, they probably got an office. But that's the whole thing. You want to make sure how to fight chargebacks effectively. Make sure that on your checkout page, you have check boxes. And also, when you're fighting chargebacks, don't be sending in pictures of your website, what it looked like three years ago, if you changed it. Because there's our lawsuit where one of the chargeback companies being sued because they're saying they sent in checkout pages that people didn't use because maybe that's what they had pictures of from when the guy first signed up. And they didn't go check that maybe they changed the checkout page. Wow. So there's a That's lot. a little petty, but no, whatever. You gotta make sure your checkout I tell people all the time, listen, you your website has to have terms and conditions, privacy policy, return policy, refund policy. On the checkout page, have people check a box. I agree to the terms and conditions. Make sure you have shipping times on your website. Make sure there's a way for people to track their package so they know when they're getting their package. That way, you cut down on chargebacks. Also, have a phone all valid. that's answered all the time. You get an answering service. They're cheap. I When I first got in business, I tell the story all the time. I got a doctor's answering service. It was really cheap. It was like 20, it was like 30 bucks a month. They answered the phone. We were never in the office in the beginning. So right, right, right. They answered the phone all the time. And then back then, you know, there was not really texting. So, we had a beeper. And they could type a message to the beeper, and then you would see, hey, this guy called from this business, call him with his phone number, and you just call the person on the phone. For those that don't know how a beeper works. Right. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. You know, listen, that was, hey, that's, that, a, that's a long time ago, 2001, man. man. And, then, and also back in those days. You were using a beeper in 2001? Yeah, because the text messaging, there was not really text messaging. It was pretty <laughs> So the thing, this was the other funny thing. Well, when, when you had to send a text, it wasn't like today where you got a keyboard on there. Oh, yeah, no, no, you no. You had no. to do all that weird stuff. T9, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, That's way over y'all millennials' heads right exactly. there. Exactly. Like a rotary, show, show a millennial rotary phone, they'd be like, what is that? I seen this one kid. There was a video. I don't know. It's oh, you've seen that video. And he, they could not figure it out. Like they, how to use the phone? How to dial out. Yeah. They were counting. They were like, no, you got to count how many times it's... Sur-. I was like, yo, <laughs> it, the numbers are on there, man. Yeah, they could not figure out how to make a phone call. It was anyway. Funny. That was a crazy video. And uh, the 
So yeah, so you just got to make sure everything on your website is in order. That way you can win chargebacks. And also, speaking of chargebacks, I'm going to tell two sad stories about chargebacks. Okay? Uh-oh. If you have a business, okay, so I'm going to talk about the first one is auto repair, okay? So here's the auto repair place. When you go, I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to throw the question at you. If you're going to get your car repaired for 4000 bucks, mm-hmm. you're going to you got to come to the car place to get your car, right? Yes. Okay. So the car place, I guess they wanted to get paid earlier, so they key entered the transaction. Now the guy's doing a chargeback. I go, guys, they don't even have a signature of the guy or anything. Why did they do that? I'm like, man, you guys cannot do that. The guy's come. It doesn't even make sense. Even in the visa rules, they're going to say, you're not an internet business. You're supplying a physical service, right? So That was not, just dumb. Right. So you can't do that. I told them, I says, you could try, but you're not going to win the charge back. You're going to have to take the guy to court. That's, so but that's kind of, that. why would the guy do that though? Just to get off, just to get over? Yeah. And then another one was a guy brought two cars into a place, asked how much it was going to be for repair, paid the deposit. You know, he ran, they ran the card while the guy was there. Then he paid over the phone. And then that guy also is beating that, did a charge back and it's complete outright fraud. That was two auto repair places in the last week. So the, I would say the people that are doing that are just straight scamming. Yeah, they're scammers. They're, they're straight So they're scammers. getting their car fixed for free. Yes. And they figured out a little gray area. <clears throat> yeah, they say, oh, I can't come. I'm going to send my son to come pick the car up. I'll give you my credit card number over the phone. No, don't do that in any way. I don't care what business you have. Do not do that. You, if you have a business dirty, where don't. someone has to come there physically, Jeez. then this last one really upset me so it was one of my clients and they sell commercial kitchen equipment and I see the charge back and I go is there a delivery slip no the guy came and picked it up in a truck and I, I I'm looking at the receipt and I'm like are you guys kidding me that first of all I googled the name of what the business was I couldn't find it on the internet I went on Sunbiz which is the state of Florida website we can look up corporations and DBA names couldn't find it. Then I looked at the address and I highlighted it, hit Google search. It was some old ass house in Winter Haven, Florida. Then I looked up, then I took the guy's phone number. He had a 786 phone number. So what's a person with a 786 Miami phone number, some restaurant in Winter Haven, but the address is a house, not a business, gets two brand new stoves, almost 8,000 bucks commercial Vulcan stoves. Those things are probably sold to somebody <laughs> for cash. Oh, and they're not winning that charge back. There's no way. To charge that they they have no signature of the guy, no nothing. I mean, why would you do that? So they, what the, the guy, guy just signed. walked in there and he just used the card No, and... they pet the guy paid in advance and then he came to the warehouse and picked it up with a truck. And now he's doing a Oh, those stoves are gone. Wherever they went, somebody got two. Yeah, that's stoves. terrible. You can't do that. If you have a business, well, they ain't get them for free. I'm sure the guy sold them. Yeah, he sold them, but they they lost two stoves for sure. 
So they're out the money. But, you know, I'm like, why would you do that? I'm like, if the person's coming there to pick it up, tell them to bring the card, run the card in the machine. That's what you got a machine for. Listen to Alan. I mean, that's what you have a machine. The machine, you get the chip in there, even if it's not the guy's card. But, you know, you got to make sure. Like, if somebody walks in and it doesn't look like the right name, it's a woman's name. I mean, you have the right to ask people for ID. I mean, I always tell people, go into Brandsmart, go to City Furniture, Rooms to Go, go buy. I don't care where you're at Target. If you make a big enough purchase, they're going to ask you for your driver's license. Yeah, they ask for your driver's license. They want to make sure the name on the driver's license matches the credit card. And why would somebody who has an address in Winter Haven drive all the way down to Miami to come pick up two stoves? And there's little, so much used equipment. But, you know, I don't know. That was not, I was not happy. I was like. Did you tell I, the guy, the owner? Like, yeah, you got to do like, a little better job. I was job. like, I think, I said, you guys have to check things more. How much are they really out of with that? Probably half the money. And probably a good markup. No, I'm just saying, like, how much were the stoves? Who knows? They were. It was like almost eight grand for two stoves. They must have been some. They were nice, man. I looked at them. Vulcan six burners. I mean, that was just like you know top of the line stoves with the convection. Oven. Yo, the business owner, you guys. <laughs> no, but I'm just. Some like, people are like nuts. I mean, I would be like, I asked him. I said, "You guys got cameras?" Like, I mean, I would be checking like the camera, the the license plate on the truck. Let's say the guy rented a U-Haul truck. Man, I would be down to U-Haul. Oh, yeah. What truck is that? Who rented it? I'd be calling the Popo. I mean, I told them what I would do. I'd call call my friend who's still got security clearance in the United States Air Force. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you can't do this kind of stuff. You just can't do it. It's this recipe to get your money stolen from you. We're in a bad economy. The thieves are out. They're out thieving and trying to steal money from everybody. Just like, don't fall for the ERC scam. You got to call today for the ERC scam. Do not fall for that. The IRS put out a notice about it. Do not use third-party companies. The FTC put a notice out about it. And don't walk by my booth and ask me to to refer clients to you. I thought Alan was going to knock this guy out yesterday, man. That was hilarious. I asked him nice to go away from the booth once. Then I came over and I said, I'm not asking you again. I was like, just go away. We don't want to talk to you. So here's another thing with chargebacks. That's kind of new. It's been around, but now there's been a few changes. So RDR, what is RDR? RDR is a rapid dispute resolution. So this is a really cool product. What's good about this product is this is a way to keep your chargebacks down, especially if you have a, a you know, you're a, a software-based company, you know, not physical product. Mm-hmm. Maybe physical product, but let's get into, like, the whole thing about what it is. So RDR used to have to go get a third-party uh, third party chargeback company. That they run the RDR for you. But now, guess what? We can give it to you. We have it through our credit card processor. Nice. So through one of our processors, they offer it. So it's great. Awesome, save you a bunch of money. You don't have to use a third party for it and save you a bunch of money on chargebacks. It's awesome. I like it. Literally awesome. So how does this work, RDR? RDR is a new method to reduce chargebacks. Do you need a special company to do this, yes or no? If the credit card processor says, 
processor you work with that's integrated this into their system, then you don't. But we have it, so if you want it, talk to us. So, so if the this is how it works. If a transaction is disputed, it's refunded. A chargeback is no longer needed. You decide which disputes you're willing to accept and which ones you are not. So you base it on on reason code. So this guy, you'd be like, yeah, he didn't get his stuff, so we're going to send his money back. Or this guy, he got his stuff, but he's full of sh but He's not get getting his it. money back. So it could be based on reason codes or dollar amounts. So here's some examples of where it would work well. <clears throat> Digital products. Let's say a SaaS product, like you charge a monthly fee for, maybe some insurance, recurring orders, things like that. Now, chargeback fees are 25, 15 to 20 bucks, or they could be 35 to 50 bucks each. 50? Yeah, if you're a high risk merchant. So let's say you have a product and it's, inex let's say you have an inexpensive product. Like we were talking to those guys at Dropshippers, mm -hmm. right? They're perfect for RDR. Everything they sell is like 10 to 20 bucks, 30 bucks the most. They should be, somebody doesn't like it, they do file a chargeback, the RDR button, boom. RDR that, RDR, RDR, RDR. So you set up a rule for RDR. Everything under, let's say 30 bucks, 35 bucks, you just RDR it, you don't even fight it. Nice. That way, they even though they file- It's gotta save a lot of time. They didn't. They filed the charge back with their bank, but it went into the RDR system first, and then the rule said give them back the money. Boom! You don't even have to deal with it. Then you just take them and put them on your. So then the bank would be like, "Oh, you already got your money." We're yeah, dead. there's no chargeback. Doesn't count towards chargebacks. So it's awesome if you have a low ticket item. This is an awesome way how to reduce your chargebacks. We can save you a ton of money because you don't need a third party to do it. Right. So that's awesome things. And the RDR, you know, hopefully more of the processors put it into their system. But right now we have one of them that has. So that's the one we recommend people to use for e-commerce, especially for SaaS things, so they can save a ton of money. So that's it. So that's what's going on. So we talked, we covered the cash discount surcharging issue, which is up in the air. We talked about the non-EMV. If you don't have an EMV reader, you need to get one because probably the fines are going to get worse. I would I would imagine that the fines are going to go. And up. people are going to get more wiser to this. So then you're just going to get. Well, it's an automatic chargeback. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You're just people are going to start getting more smarter and smarter and knowing that oh they can go into your business and do a chargeback. So. Right. So get an EMV. If you don't have EMV readers, get EMV readers. No medical. That they're probably the one that has the most non-EMV transactions because it's a low chargeback business, except mm. for dentists. People scam dentists all the time. I wouldn't scam my dentist, but I just no. There are I, I, I know a bunch of dentists that got scammed. That sucks. I don't like to hear about anybody getting scammed. No, but I've I've heard lots of stories. About my daughter that. just tried to buy a pair of sneakers online, and she sent the guy uh, almost three hundred bucks. Uh oh. No sneakers. That's why you got to use a credit card, not these alternative payment methods. Yep, that's what I told her. I said, you know, as soon as you sent that money via Cash App, it was gone. Yeah, exactly. So she said, well, I, I, I canceled the transaction. I said, it's gone. 
There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, the only thing you can do is complain to Cash App and say that maybe they'll cut the person off if they're a scammer. Maybe. And then we talked about chargebacks, the new rule with compelling evidence, 3.0. And then we talked about the RDR, which is also... A little bonus RDR. Yeah, the bonus RDR discussion. Because if you didn't know, now you know. Right. So that's what's going on. There's a whole slew of more stuff, but these were the more interesting things that can... That's going to either help or harm businesses, but I think these were three important things, plus I threw in the RDR as a bonus. Bingo! So thank you for listening to B2B Vault today. Carpe diem. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications so you never miss another episode. Um, Yeah. Head over to b2bvault.info if you want to sign up or have any questions. You want to be a guest. There's some forms on there. I fixed the forms. They Shout out to the uh, person who wanted to be a guest on the show. They said that it was telling her that she was not a human. So if that's happened to anybody else, you are a human. We believe that you're a human. We love you. Thanks for listening. Try again. It's fixed. So, uh, yeah, man. That's all I got. That's it. We're See out. you soon. Peace out. Peace. There we go.